daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello and welcome to The Sand the Pit, the podcast that asks all the tough questions, like, what? <laughs> I don't know what that is. is what? That, is that the monkey from, literally just before you start recording, you were just talking to me in the monkey voice from Zookeeper, and now you've just said what, like the monkey <laughs> does in Zookeeper, you've thrown me off, you've led me down what? a fall- big <laughs> trail no it's got to be from grown-ups too right it is yeah it's an incredible impression of tim meadows and his whole family that have a what? joint catchphrase of what oh, i love that film i miss it so much yeah i've um, been thinking a lot about grown-ups lately yeah well the last two weeks haven't been adam sandler films at all no. at the time of recording we've got one which isn't an adam sandler film so um thank god this week we're doing something a bit different because this is the sandler pit i'm luke and this is also luke and this is a podcast where we watch and talk about every single adam sandler appearance or times he's voiced a monkey or <laughs> or, or appeared as shows. satan slightly satan. in the film or even if yes. a film is just produced by a company that he's like part of yeah. we'll watch if- it just Jackie or Jared appear. We'll yeah. watch it. <laughs> the Sunny Sandler pit, they call us sometimes. <laughs> and after we watch those films, we make the harrowing decision as to whether it goes into a hall of fame called the Sandler Castle or if we're going to dump it in the Sandler pit with films such as Zookeeper or oh. Bedtime Stories. Two of my least favourites of all time. <laughs> Some of the best films ever made. This week we're watching the Netflix original film Murder Mystery, which I've not seen, which is it's rare, isn't it, that you've seen a film and I haven't. Yeah. So we said in the outro to the last week's, I made it my mission like two years ago to watch every single Netflix original film. I don't remember how far I got. It was when they were really bad as well. I think you so got up to P.S. I Love You to all the boys who I loved before or whatever it was called. <laughs> right, I watched that really recently. All the boys I loved before or whatever. Good film. It's actually good. Yeah, it's right. Good. I right enjoyed it. The main guy is going to be in uh, Black Adam, I think. Really fucking charming. Here is it. My Netflix originals 2019 watch. I watched fucking, oh, I was meant to watch about 50 of them and I ended up watching like five. (laughs) (laughs) But this is one of the ones that made the cut. And you said you thought it was okay, right? Yeah, it was all right. I watched loads of them as well. They were the only ones downloaded on my phone when I was living in Tanzania. So I watched Ah, uh, the Samuel L. Jackson film Shaft, the new one. I watched that three times. (laughs) Oh my God. Was it good? I liked it, but I was like really suffering with some horrible disease where I was I was being sick through my legs and shitting myself. Well, through the pores, the pores on your legs. <laughs> Vomit was coming out of the pores on your legs. Is that what you're trying well, to say? Well, it was a squat toilet outside. So imagine this, this squat toilet. I'm squatting, going for a shit, being sick through my own legs, and oh, then holding okay. in my hand a phone with uh, Samuel L. Jackson kicking ass. <laughs> <laughs> this is this. There's something about this. I remember you I saying you thought it was going to be the best film of the year. <laughs> <laughs> what a shaft. Yeah, I remember you saying this, that you were like really delirious and you thought this is going to be the greatest film of the year. But then no one saw it. (laughs) I saw Always Be My Maybe, that's good. That is good. Uh, Wine Country, which is shit. 
The Last mm. Laugh, which is very shit. Yeah, loads of really bad ones. But then, yeah, Murder Mystery was one of the ones that I watched. So I think this film's got quite a fun premise, but the fact that it is the Netflix like era does kind of put me off a bit because the week of sounded like it could have quite a fun premise. The do-over sounded like it could have a fun premise. And they're some of the worst films we've watched on the podcast. Alternatively, Sandy Wexler, I think, had its moments, but it had about 25 times the amount of moments of films that you would need because it was seven hours long and dragged a hell of a lot. That was a bit hit and miss, mostly miss. Then we also had The Ridiculous Six, which we inexplicably loved. which I still don't really understand why, but it was kind of funny at the same time. I think there was a gas leak in both our houses that day. It's got to have been something. There must have been just something going on back in January or whenever it was that we watched it and declared our love for that pretty offensive, terrible film. What else is there that's been Netflix that we've watched? Is that all of them? I think so. Oh, Hubie Halloween, which we, we both really liked. We adored that. Uncut Gems, I guess, counts, because I think that had kind of. streaming rights on it. But... Yeah, I think it is a Netflix movie, but it's not part of Adam Sandler's deal to produce films Meyerowitz stories I think that might be the same though I think that's not part of Adam Sandler's deal but yeah either way those two are are good so yeah hit and miss as I say half half and half I suppose so I hope this one hits well for you it's got a couple of weird appearances from kind of British uh, well one British actor have you seen the cast yes yeah it's a pretty mad cast actually isn't it David Williams is in it from uh, Little Britain and I think he does from Britain's Got Talent Brent's got talent, that's it. He's in this for some reason. He's got a bit Fucking of a hell, role. Terrence Stamp is in this. Terrence Stamp Zod. Zod himself. Uh, we've got Luke Evans, who's always good in everything. Oh, Jen yeah, I Arterton, like Luke Who was my, uh, one of my first loves, her and Billy Piper. I'm watching Tess of the Durbervilles and being like, bloody hell. <laughs> Why were you watching a... that? Because I watched it because I was in love with Gemma Arterton. <laughs> it's so dark. Why didn't you just watch Centrinians? <laughs> like I the did, normal kids. I did, and that's what made me watch Test of the Durbervilles, which is one of the most depressing stories. And I think I was like 11, and I really didn't give a shit about the story. I went to watch Quantum of Solace at the cinema because she was in it. Mm-hmm. Not a great she, film, is it? It's not great, but she gets covered in gold, which is quite good. Definitely. Doesn't it kill her, though? Yeah, which made me sad because she was quite good. So the love interest is Jennifer Aniston. We last saw her in Just Go With It, which was pretty bad, I thought. But their chemistry was okay. So this could be, I mean, it looks like a much more fun film rather than, I mean, it's still a bit of a holiday for the sake of it type film, isn't it? But it could well, it, it could be better. It won the People's Choice Awards in 2019 for favourite comedic movie. So nice. that's, that's pretty that's good. Pretty good. But yeah, I mean, if this is like, I know it's obviously not because Knives Out is a lot better, but it kind of is like his take on one of those ensemble murder mystery type films. I quite like those kind of films and stories most of the time. Is this a sort of like a locked room mystery type deal or is it more of like a spy film? It's more of a spy film. If I remember, like they're going all over the globe. Why is it called Murder Mystery then? Because there's a murder and it's a mystery. Oh, oh, it's all making sense now. (laughs) It is exactly like Knives Out. I think they came out around the same time, but Mm. this has got a very similar plot, but way, way worse. Knives Out is actually a really good film. Mm -hmm. Both ensembles, both comedic probably this isn't fun actually funny though is it (laughs) i don't remember laughing a single time but there is one scene which i liked which i'll get into when we come back i'll have to try and guess what the scene is right yeah yeah, will it be obvious yeah i don't know maybe i remember just being like oh this is pretty good but yeah i'm excited to see it and i think that cast is fun i like luke evans he's he's always quite funny in things he's got quite a good sort of sense of humor and stuff hasn't he i wish he'd come back for to the fast and furious films 
Yeah, but they said at one point that he was in a vegetative state, and then in the next film you see him on like a on like a plane doing like a fight scene. Yeah, but he had a little burn, didn't he? <laughs> um, anyway, back to murder mystery, and not um, <laughs> every Netflix film or Fast and the Furious, and literally everything else. I'm kind of looking forward to it, but I'm going to keep my expectations like minimal. I reckon yeah. probably the safest uh, way. So yeah, as always, we have our Santa scale a list of tropes. How many have we got now? Like about eighty-five, 80? I think. Fucking crazy. Uh, that you can turn into a bingo sheet if you go to our Instagram at the Sandler Pit. We posted it a few weeks ago. How do you think this will do on the tropes? Well, I think that it's got one of those concepts where it lends itself to those tropes, really, doesn't it? Because we've got things like man in a dress, whatever. Like people disguised as women, I can definitely see that happening in this. I can see there being a lot of like miscommunication jokes, you know, that are probably slightly racist because they're going to like all these different places. I think, yeah, I could see a lot of it. If I remember, this is kind of the tamest one I've ever seen, but I might be wrong. I mean, that's, that could be a good thing, probably. <laughs> probably. I did watch this on a mountain in the rain yeah. like, whilst I was going crazy. Did you crazy. definitely watch the right film? <sighs> actually, mate, this I think or, I did and, watch then, those. and then there were none. <laughs> I've <been> that. <laughs> I actually watched the uh, film Isn't It Romantic starring uh, Adam... <laughs> <laughs> whatever his name is <laughs> we hate it. I thought you were going to say you watched Kenneth Branagh's Death on the Nile before it's even come out <laughs> oh dear but yeah I think other than that I think it's time for us to um, grab a magnifying glass get some gadgets grab a fake identity and a passport and get on a plane to go and solve a mystery a murder can't mystery wait. can't wait see you there you are now listening to the Sandler Pit I don't want to give it away. It was the butler. The butler did it. And we are back. The windows are open. Our minds are frazzled. It's the hottest day of the year. <laughs> here we are to talk about Adam Sandler's Netflix comedy drama, Murder Mystery. I'm going comedy drama. What do you think of comedy drama? I don't even know if this fits either of those brackets, to be honest. It's no. barely a comedy, isn't it? Mm. Adam Sandler's film, Murder Mystery. <laughs> Luke, what? is the plot of Adam Sandler's murder mystery. Right. Well, bear with me, because like you just said, it is the hottest day of the year. I'm in a, a loft bedroom. It's like an oven in here. I don't have a fan. I don't have air conditioning for all our American listeners. We don't have that here. You don't have AC. <laughs> it's 26 degrees Celsius and getting hotter. I feel like I'm in a fucking horrible zoo. <laughs> I'm still drinking tea because I'm very stereotypical. Well, I've just finished, before we've finished recording, a, an ice cooler from Aldi. It's like a cheap man's Calippo. Very nice. But yeah, I'm not feeling good. So let's go through it. By the way, this is the, sh- the least notes I've ever made for a film. I think I've got about two pages. Yeah, I haven't got many. Bear with me. We followed the Spitzers, played by Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston, a married couple who have been married for 15 years. He is a police sergeant, but he's lying to his wife and everyone he knows, telling everyone he's a detective because he can't pass his detective exam because he sucks. His wife is a hairdresser who likes murder mystery novels. By happenstance, when they go on a impromptu vacation to Europe, they meet the very, very charming Charles Cavendish, played by Luke Evans, who then gets them onto a yacht in Monaco to go to his uncle's birthday party or wedding reception or something. And then, yeah, chaos ensues when the old man is murdered and then they have to find out who murdered him. Luke, what did you think of Murder Mystery? Um, uh, um... <laughs> 
I thought it was like, it was okay. At the time when I was watching it, I thought this is all right. And then as soon as it was finished, it was like Will Smith had appeared in a black suit with his little metal stick. And my mind was wiped of this film totally. We spoke a lot about Knives Out before this. And I think that having that lodged in my head wasn't helpful because I was getting a lot of Knives Out. I was thinking, oh, I mean, the fact that they came out in the same year and they have more or less a very similar plot. It's all about Wills. It's all about, you know, all of that sort of thing. Didn't help. But... I mean, I'd love to say you can't compare this to other films, but it's very heavy handed on jokes of like Agatha Christie stuff, you know, and like the Orient Express is in it. And they quote things from like, I think like Death on the Nile and stuff like that. There's a few just references to it. So like it leans very heavily on pre-existing things that are all a lot better, dare I say. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't mind it, but I definitely didn't love it. I think as far as the Netflix films go, it's very like in the middle because like the do-over I've truly hated. Ridiculous Six, I kind of loved, but definitely hated at the same time. Hubie Halloween, I thought was pretty good. I don't know. This one is just very bland, I would say. Yeah. Which is a shame because like they go to all these mad places and they have a great cast. Like, I think this is arguably one of the better casts from these films, but they get reduced to playing very like stagey, theatrical, over the top, very hard to believe characters. Like Gemma Arterton's particularly bad, I think. Um, yeah. Luke Evans isn't great. He's Welsh, isn't he? And he's doing that sort of English accent that no English person has because it's basically a Welsh posh accent. But then there's loads <laughs> of references to him being English. It's kind of, you hear Anthony Hopkins doing the same thing, but a lot better. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I didn't mind it, but I think it's one of those films that probably doesn't stand up to much scrutiny, really. Mm. How about you? How was revisiting this film for the second time? <laughs> yeah, I've seen this film, but you could fucking guess that I had and I couldn't remember this film at all I couldn't even remember who the murderer was I thought the murderer was fucking Luke Evans yeah, <laughs> and then he died and I was like what I thought he was the murderer <laughs> uh, so I completely misremembered this whole film and I think that is a testament to what you're saying that this is very unmemorable but it's fine as well like it yeah. looks kind of nice like it's shot well the locations are kind of interesting the action scenes aren't bad and there is one very good scene that I'll get into later. Yeah, you mentioned the good scene. I'm excited to find out what bit it was. <laughs> yeah, I, was I, gonna... I can't think of a standout bit, really. Because I remember when watching it in the peaks, like two years ago, I remember thinking, oh, this seems really good, but it's obviously because my brain is rotten. But then yeah. last night, maybe it was the heat, though. Maybe I had heat stroke. Because again, I was like, oh, this scene is actually quite good. Maybe I'm just losing my mind. Well, I'm interested to find out what bit. I mean, there wasn't any scenes where I was like, this is utter shit. Or maybe that one bit when Gemma Arterton and the Maharaja guy were, were about to have sex. That was a particularly bad scene. That was my comedy highlight of the film. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know what it is. I, I think you're right about it looking quite nice, but I think that might be due to the settings because Monaco looks really good. I think that's where they go, isn't it, for the F1 yeah. Grand Prix bit? I've written down that it looks very expensive, but it also looks very TV, which I guess is kind of a Netflix thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's not the most cinematic, but like it does look like effort has been put into it, which I guess is a step up from like Chuck and Larry and films like that. Do you think this was, I don't know, do, do you think this could have worked better as a 
a more straight murder mystery film without Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston? Or do you think they improved it? Mm, it's kind of hard to say because it is actually a really, it's quite a rare genre when you think about it in terms of like films. You get like one every couple of years, don't you? There was a bit of an influx. You know, you had that new version of Murder on the Orient Express and that was a bit like shit. Did you see that? I didn't know. It had a really good cast, but it was really hammy and whatever. And I think I think it does just work better on TV. Having a few um, days or weeks to talk about, like, oh, who do you think it could be? What do you think it, it could be? And whatever, like, a bit long form is a bit more exciting, I think, with mysteries. I, I don't think there was enough to separate this from, like, the older older ones. There's nothing to make it quirky or different in the way that, like, Knives Out did have a bit of a twist on it. And even that Murder on the Orient Express, like, felt very big budget because of, like, the sets and stuff. Whereas this, I don't know, this doesn't feel too different from, like, the stuff we get on ITV4 over here. It's just newer. <laughs> That's about it. But then it does feel like they've got this kind of standard kind of generic mystery plot and they've just shoved in Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston lines. Like, for big swaths of this film you kind of forget it's even a comedy oh yeah and, then, for sure. and like there's a bit when terence stamp is going through the room of all his heirs and family and you kind of forget where you are and then suddenly he's like who are you he's like ah sorry i'm a i'm here from new york i'm here with my, my wife and, I, and we, we uh, and you're looking fantastic by the way and it, it's this very odd mix the comedy doesn't gel with the genre none of the no standard murder mystery characters really they didn't do anything funny <laughs> if you do Adam Sandler or Jennifer Aniston but... no Adam Sandler what's his joke um he likes to eat and he sleeps sometimes yeah I'd rather it have been like a someone more Hubie-esque getting thrown in but being like an Inspector Cluzo type that would have been a bit more fun wouldn't it that but that's been that's fun. been done to death as well I guess hasn't it yeah but there is something I think to Adam Sandler's more outlandish characters like Nicky or Hubie or all the water boy just I don't know something where the character's more likable and more a fish out of water because mm. as it stands he's a cop who's a bit shit at his job and isn't very nice and is a cheapskate his character sucks <laughs> like he's not yeah he's his not character's like a bit of a negative version of his character from like the Meyerowitz stories or the week of it's closer to that than one of his more like outlandish I think the outlandish ones would definitely have worked better if he was like bumbling his way through and then managed to solve it at the end I think I'd have had a lot more fun with it I think you're right like you could see how this could become like a standard drama mystery type film but I think it would have been better to see it become like a full-on comedy film with just loads of stupid jokes of him like tripping over dead bodies and shit like that <laughs> I'd have much and rather like, that there were some good visual gags like the uh the colonel who is he by the way he is the black uh, original dad. black panther yeah yeah, uh, so he's in it. He's playing this colonel with this eye patch and a fake hand. And there's a bit when they, they say, I'll oh, put your hands up. And he's, he's got his hand the wrong way around. Wrong way around yeah. It's kind of funny. But there's a bit where like it looks like he's trying to get away with it by pulling the sword out of his chest and then putting it back. Yeah. And I think that would have been funnier with uh, the comedy character doing that. Like if it was Adam Sandler's dumbass detective. I know that I'm literally here pitching probably the worst, shittest, most overdone comedy ever. But we probably would have liked it, though. That's the thing. <laughs> I know. I kind of wanted it to be more of a comedy. The, the comedy is very slight here. Yeah. 
there was times when Gemma Arterton and like Luke Evans and whatever, they are like caricature type characters, but it would be funnier if they had more of a sense of like desperation around them. It was more over the top that they were being like this, you know, rather than just parts where they're quite like almost believable. And then the odd time when they do something stupid, if it was just like they're stupid all the time, then it probably would have been a lot more fun if the world was a bit more extreme. I think the perfect balance here was Nick Spitz and Jennifer Aniston have to be completely down-to-earth, grounded characters in an absolutely insane, over-the-top, rich person world. Mm. And yeah, you say they don't really go to that level. They're not extreme enough as characters. And then the ones who they're trying to make more edgy, like the Maharaja, is really fucking grating and annoying. Yeah, he does get annoying. Which is a shame because I like I quite like that guy in other things. Like he's in like four lines and stuff, and he's quite funny. But in this, yeah, he was annoying. Do you know yeah. what I think this film could have been that would have made it a lot better is if it was more similar to Do you remember Game Night? Yeah, Game Night. I loved Game Night. That's yeah. a ten out of ten film. That's a perfect comedy. Because in that the world's insane, isn't it? You've got like Jesse Plevins as that mad policeman and all of that stuff going on. If it was a bit more like that and the stakes actually felt a bit more real, like in that you feel like these two characters actually, even though it's a comedy film, you feel like they probably could get like arrested or something. Whereas in this, they're on the run, they're on TV everywhere and they're the most relaxed two people I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> they set up Nick Spitz. He's an idiot. He's really shit at his job and his life and his marriage. And he, he's just, all he cares about is eating and sleeping and, and moaning about money. But somehow he can cross over the borders of a country in yeah. a fucking fedora and a, and a, <laughs> a with shorts. <laughs> with shorts, but he's big shorts. And he gets away with it. The film doesn't set up a threat at all. Uh, it no. doesn't feel like there's any stakes. And that, I think, hurts it a little bit yeah and they're being tracked by this french investigator who somehow has jurisdiction in like other countries and whatever which i'm not going to get into it but it doesn't make sense um <laughs> he's into he's interpol oh is he interpol so oh, okay interpol. So they it's set okay. this up perfectly oh, okay all right well that's fine then it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's will smith making me forget everything like all right fine but that guy he reminded me of do you remember i mean cast your mind back this might be painful but do you remember european gigolo oh oh i don't want to i don't (laughs) want to remember the dark times yeah do you remember there was an investigator in that film that was like it was almost like he was from some sort of crime drama that wasn't the same genre as what the actual film was he felt like he was like from something totally different he was actually a serious actor which means that he can't land any real comedy moments it's exactly the same with the french investigator in this here's what i think would have helped that french investigator a character one you get kevin james no three then okay kevin james would be the top pick two you need someone like leslie nielsen like i know that he is that guy is impossible to find again A, a guy who's been a dramatic actor for 30 years and then suddenly you give him comedic lines and he's brilliant yeah, in a brilliant way. An airplane is a genius comedy. Or Ty Burrell in Muppets Most Wanted. Yes, I was full... thinking this exact guy. <laughs> yeah. You go full crazy, Inspector Clouseau, outlandish, really stereotypical, dumbass, Interpol mm-hmm. guy. That would have been good. But as it stands, it's kind of like a nothing, almost. Anti- He's meant to be like an antagonist. Uh, do you know who would have been good for it This in the sound of the verse already? is John Turturro. Because he yes. does, he's done like the night of recently where he was like an investigator or, or he was a lawyer. But it's a similar sort of thing. And if he was in this doing that and making it quite funny, but also with a bit of a threatening edge, I think that would have been really good. What you get is very bland. 
no offense to the guy he's not bad but like i think he just doesn't fit into the film that that i wanted this to be if that makes sense I feel like there was a, a bit of mispotential with most of the characters and stuff. Like, you introduced to Terence Stamp, who's, like, one of the a really good old actor, but he dies in the first scene he appears in. Even though he is quite good, he's really, really serious in this really silly idea of a film, so it mm. kind of sets up this murder plot quite well. But then you've got David Walliams as his son, doesn't do anything funny. Doesn't no. say a single line, if I remember. He just kind of groans and moans. Was he definitely in it? <laughs> yeah, David Volians was just doing his usual sort of posh camp thing, wasn't he? Terence Stamp, yeah, you could have... I mean, that's a missed opportunity. That's fucking General Zod and loads of other great things. He could have been in loads of flashbacks just being a true bastard and really setting up why they would want to kill him. Yeah, like who's the guy in Knives Out they have? He died recently, didn't he? he Christopher died. Plummer, is it? Christopher Plummer, yeah. So you've got him in... He dies straight away in the film. But they set up flashbacks to why all the family have a motive to to kill him. And it sets up that character, even though he's not really a bastard, is he? No, he's actually all right by the end, yeah. It's more his family. He's all right. But yeah, it's, it's all his family. Wh- that are but why didn't we get that in this as well? Like, the whole thing of Knives Out is that you spend, not a, a, like, a massive amount of time with the all the suspects, but you spend enough to know that, like, our favourite actor from Bucky Larson, Born to be a Star, Don Johnson, is, like, a massive <laughs> wanker in it. He's saying all these, like, semi-racist things and whatever, and they set him up as being like, oh, this guy could have been the killer because he's a dick. They do it with all of the characters in that. Oh, they're all a little bit weird. They're all, you know, you get to spend a, enough time with them to see it, where Whereas in this, they're all kind of from afar, aren't they? You don't really... There's one bit when they get interviewed at the Grand Prix, but they're all just talking about other people rather than showing problems with themselves, I guess. And the plot isn't believable at all, because if you think about it, so the Nick Spitz... And what's Jennifer Aniston's character called? I want to say it's either Alison or Audrey. I think that's a joke in the film, isn't it? That he gets his wife's name wrong. That was kind of funny. Yeah, so Nick and Audrey are two very, very ordinary, poor... Americans who don't have loads of money and don't have anything, but then they are the ones who get invited onto this boat. They have absolutely no motive at all, and yet they're the immediate suspects, even though there's so many people with motives on that boat. Mm. So the Interpol are like, oh, it must be these two, even though we have no records to show that they've had any money. So immediately there's holes in this like murder plot, and I know it's to get them on the run, but this would have been where if Adam Sandler had clumsily messed up the evidence, where it looked like it would have made much more sense then it made more sense yeah it's quite jarring really that isn't it because they have nothing to gain from murdering a guy that's let them come on a huge boat and have a better holiday than they were originally going to have or whatever yeah i thought this is what i thought the plot was going to be was that the detective guy was being paid off by whoever the killer was so they were framing jennifer aniston and adam sandler whereas there wasn't any of that really no like that would have been a, a better funnier thing that they're getting framed for it and I mean, I guess that also kind of goes into the anger management territory of that thing you didn't like with people getting blamed for things they haven't done or whatever it was. Exactly. I hate people getting blamed for things they haven't done. In this, I can make an exception because they suck, those two. (laughs) Jennifer (laughs) Aniston and Adam Sandler. And Dave Busnick doesn't from anger management. He really sucked. Yeah, you're right. He also sucked. But the the way they treat him is way worse. (laughs) That poor guy. Yeah, I thought maybe like it would be the inspector was in on it but that's yeah. the exact same plot as European Gigolo, so you can't do that. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because everyone remembers European Gigolo, don't they? Because <laughs> it was so successful. And also the, the inspectors on TV every single like day. Yeah. Trying to get the two most wanted. 
it's silly enough that it could have been fun, but it's not silly enough. That it tries to take itself seriously in parts, and then it's kind of let down from that, I think. When I turned it on and saw it was an hour and 37 minutes, I was like, fucking hell, this is good. But then it had more endings than Return of the King. Like every time you think that they've solved the murder, suddenly there's another twist in the knife. That happens like three times and it results in like a shoddy car chase scene, doesn't it? That's not great. Now, that is the scene I love. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Why? I've, right. So we get to the end and Gemma Artisan has been revealed as the daughter. But then it's also revealed really late in the game that the driver at the Grand Prix is also in on it. I don't care about that. He sets off in a police car. He's the greatest Grand Prix driver. Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sellers set off in a race car, right? So they're almost evenly matched because you've got the greatest driver in the world and a terrible driver, but the terrible driver's got a really fast car. And the car chase scene in this is actually pretty good. This film came out the same year as Mission Impossible Fallout, <laughs> which kind of and perfected Mission, chases and, Mission, and Impossible, Mission Impossible Fallout could learn a lot from Murder <laughs> I liked the gag of their car going like underneath his car. You know, when a sports car's like flat to the road, because I always think about that. That's like a GTA kind of thing. I kind of like that. But He's hitting the bumper to spin him out, but it doesn't work. Yeah, I, did, I didn't mind that so much. But I think what I'm trying to say is act, like comedy films don't need need action scenes that are nowhere near as good as action scenes from action film but that action padding. scene is really good action scene. <laughs> all right to be fair it was incredible but no, it's not really good it's crap she's driving in I high really heels liked, i know that's what i like i like shoots a thrill playing in the background like moving in and out of this traffic i think it looks pretty good it's for what this film is for what I the film expect, is it's okay but like i didn't expect a little action scene that's actually a pretty all right car chase i was like oh what I feel like that's one little scene elevates this film exponentially. Just I think like there's something in the water in Sheffield because it really wasn't that good. <laughs> it, was, it was an average car scene with like the odd good visual gag, I guess. But Well, in all fairness, the first time I watched it, I was on a mountain, incredibly dehydrated and going crazy. And the yeah. second time, I was <laughs> suffering from heat stroke <laughs> in a very hot room, incredibly dehydrated. So, I mean, maybe... I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I thought it was pretty fucking sick. <laughs> it definitely wasn't pretty fucking sick. <laughs> it was all right at best, but like when it happened, because I was just waiting for this film to end, I was kind of like, ah, here we go. It's like a, it's like a scene from this. an, it's like a scene from an Iron Man film, but like ACDC playing and mm. they're they're racing through the streets. Maybe Iron Man 2, <laughs> the worst one. Iron Man 2 still has the good scene at the Grand Prix. You're just obsessed with Grand Prix, aren't you? Anytime that there's... <laughs> I love Grand Prix. I bet you loved Cars 2 as well. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Grand Prix. I think it's uh, it's pretty sick. <laughs> I can't just... believe that's your scene. I thought you that's were going to say the bit where he takes the knife out and puts it back in. That, that was, was also... the only bit I really liked. But that car chase scene is definitely really not sick. awesome. It's sick it's awesome it's like the best thing that's been in any of these netflix films like i can't believe they had the budget to do a really spectacular action scene <laughs> and they subvert expectations you think adam sandler's gonna jump in the car to drive it but it's jeff ranson because they forget they're in europe and the car's seats on the different yeah. side yeah and that then- is nice You've got them, I, when it's making sounds like your sister-in-law, you've got to prove it into fifth. That's really good. And I've got the then, note here that says, a car chase, is this the do-over? I wrote, 
Oh my god. I maybe I was going wrong. Look how crazy my notes are. Fuck you, car chase, so good. <laughs> Shoots a thrill. That's the end of my notes. So you told me at the start of this you've made two pages of notes and one whole page just says fuck yeah, car chase in block capitals. Yeah, you're deranged, mate. This car chase is not that good. <laughs> Well, I want all our listeners to go on Netflix, skip to an hour and 25 minutes in or whatever the fuck <laughs> happens, watch this one car chase scene and then email us at uh, thesandlerpit at gmail.com or message us on our Instagram or Twitter at thesandlerpit. Give us your say on this car chase because I thought it was fucking sick. I might put an Instagram poll with the car chase scene. And Do you think this car chase really is good fucking or... sick? <laughs> Do you think fuck yeah car chase or fuck no car chase? You made me feel like a real idiot now. <laughs> it really wasn't that good. Really This car chase wasn't that good. Did you catch the Eric Lamonsoff reference? I did. Yeah, that's one of my only notes. And I there you go. Them. So that's it's made it all worth it leaving this film to that late in the uh, in the game to make that reference make all the difference. Um, I, oh my god, I wrote no notes. Like here, I wrote Williams has shot himself, and then the next big note is "fuck you, big car chase." God, that's... my notes are shit for this episode. I think that's like a whole forty minutes, isn't it? That you didn't make notes. Oh, I wrote one note. It was is Maurice as good a chef as Adam Sandler in Spanglish? Oh, that is a, a good question, um, and what I really do doubt it. Well, I don't know. <laughs> like, could the Spanglish character, whatever his name was, he had a silly name, didn't he? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> he had a name. I think it was like Fig Burrows or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Tables and thick burrows. <laughs> fig, like fig tree. Um, oh, fig. <laughs> I thought you said thick. It's way worse. <laughs> what year did Spanglish come out? It's not even on his fucking filmography. Like 2004? God, maybe. No, okay. His name was John Klasky. Okay, it's not quite fig burrows. <laughs> fig burrows. <laughs> he looks like a fig burrows. Have you seen that hair? Yeah. Could John Klasky work on a yacht? I don't think he could handle the stress. No, he couldn't. And also, I've watched a lot of Below Deck. I know that it's not it's not an ideal life being the chef on a chartered yacht. John Klasky is famously the greatest chef in the United States, but they're in Monaco. Yeah, he's not international, baby. <laughs> and does that carry over to like being on the water? I don't think it does. I don't think so. Do you want to know something good that I spotted in this that I think you'll really, really like? Go on. Did you notice a split-second cameo from your favourite actor of all time? Alan Covert? No. No, then no, I didn't. He's another Adam. Levine? No, close. Devine? Adam Devine appears in this film for a split second on... No, he's not. You know when they're on the airplane, they're watching a film that has Adam Devine's big face come up on like two screens for, for a millisecond, but I spotted it and I put a star next to it to make sure that I discussed it with you. What film are they watching? I don't know, probably Jexy. <laughs> <laughs> or Magic Camp. Magic Camp is my favourite of his uh, filmography. I like the one where he, he goes back in time so his friend will fuck him. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it was the time travel one. Or Mike and Dave need <laughs> wedding dates. Who knows? Connections. Let's have a look at connections. On, I hope on someone IMDb. else has spotted it. I can't be the first person to notice. But this is the first time we see Adam Devine in an Adam Sandler film. There's nothing about it. No one else has noticed this. No one else has noticed it. God. There's a There Will Be Blood reference. Someone says, I'm going to drink you up like a milkshake. Lovely. That's okay, but that's not quite Adam Devine's face on the airplane, is it? 
Yeah, there's a Star Wars reference with Soviet Chewbacca. Oh yeah, that guy that was all right. Of, he was good. I liked him. You know I don't know his is? name. No. That's the Yaya Ding Dong guy out of uh, the Netflix classic Eurovision. He's the guy that really wants <sighs> to hear the song Yaya Ding Dong. Don't remember um, that film. Don't want to talk about it. Very good, very good film. I would recommend people check it out if you've got Netflix. It's a, it's a famously shit film. <laughs> don't it's watch really Murder bad. Mystery. Watch Eurovision. Very no, good. Don't watch Eurovision. It's um, really, really awful because it's full of funny stuff. None Let of me the have... songs are funny. No, they are funny. Um, one of them got Oscar nominated. The the chase scene in this didn't get Oscar nominated, but Eurovision song did. I can't believe that. I remember at the time thinking this needs to be recognised for its action sequence. <laughs> But yeah, it never happened. The same stunt coordinator as Mad Max Fury Road, apparently. What did you think when Adam Sandler frisbeed a plate like Captain America? That's one <laughs> of my that notes. <laughs> when did that happen? They have this like little chase scene in like a market, I think in Italy. I'm not 100% because this film moves around quite a lot. They're being chased by a guy who's got like a blow dart and he keeps like poisoning them. Do you remember that? Adam Sandler's running after him and he falls oh, yeah. into a market stall. And he picks up a plate and he frisbees it and hits um, the murderer in the head. But yeah, he's like Captain America. It's pretty sick. I thought that was the best action moment, not the uh, car chase. That was actually quite a good chase sequence. And also it was good because she was trying to mime out who killed her. And then they do a, a callback to the Chewbacca line from earlier. That was kind of that was kind of good. Yeah. And also, did you like the twist, right? That he says at the start, the butler did it. And then her name turned out to be Grace Butler. That's really clever. It was... Yeah, I think it is actually all right. <laughs> it's know. actually pretty fucking sick, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should reevaluate this. Maybe it is a very good film. I quite liked the scene where they went into the room with the Soviet Chewbacca guy, mm. and he was kind of revealing everything to them, and he said, shit on the bed. He tells them to sit on the bed, but he says it's shit, and they kind of don't even reference it, but I thought that was quite funny. That's a pretty good, pretty good line. Jackie Sandler's in this film. Yep. Air hostess. Yeah, obviously. Those... He's credited as um, surprisingly hot air hostess or something, but there isn't a joke about that in the film, is there? No. <laughs> why they did that. There's, what do you uh... think of this? He buys an Amazon voucher in a Netflix original film. Yeah, I thought that. And also how egregious the product placement is in this film. They name drop a million different things. Like they say M&Ms. Amazon a good seven times, don't they? Did you Amazon. eat my M&Ms? No, you ate the M&Ms. No, I think Clar- I ate the M&Ms. Yeah, like Claritin, I think, is like a huge... That is one of the main plots of the film, is Claritin. Yeah, is it called Allegro? Is that the other, the not as good version or something? Yeah. Yeah, Monster there's a lot energy of energy drink. It's weird to see medication getting that much product placement in a film, isn't it? Yeah, but in America, they don't give a fuck, do they? They're just like, mm. yeah, let's put it in. Can you imagine it over here, like really shoveling ibuprofen into your <laughs> into your film <laughs> or Imodium. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a brand of, of medicine. Vix Vapor Rub. Vicks. Get loads of Vapor. That in there. Wait, this Vix Vapor Rub's from Japan. <laughs> I feel terrible. Can I, can I have some Vix Vapor Rub, please? Man, it's so hot. The only thing I could think of then was matey. That's not medicine, that's bubble bath. <laughs> that the little pirate. Yeah, I've gone mad. Any only... any international listeners give matey a little uh, Google. Have a look at <laughs> that's that. the only product I could think of. But it's not even medicine. <laughs> so that's where it could be like Nick Spitz comes in after a hard day of detective work. Like, <laughs> you need to relax, get in that bath and pour some matey into it. I better be the matey this time, though. It better be the matey. <laughs> yeah, can't be dealing with that long brad shit. <laughs> that is oh, terrible. Man. I just want to sincerely apologize to anyone listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> He's so hot. 
I, another note that I've got, I think you might like this. We're 25 minutes in, no murder, no mystery. That's a good one. It does take a long time to get going, doesn't it? It does take ages. I like them setting up the characters, maybe. I wish they were just more fucking interesting. Do you it know doesn't what... feel justified, does it? Do you want to hear the worst line of the whole film? It's when uh, Adam Sandler sees Luke Evans talking to Jennifer Aniston in this bar in the plane. This guy's so rich, he'd have got a private plane, right? He wouldn't have gone first class. He'd yeah, have just think got so. a private jet. But whatever. Um, That's why I thought he might have been trying to lure him in to frame him for the murder. Yeah, he'd have been a better last-minute villain. Yeah, he's good as a villain. Than, rather than the guy they've got who's shit. There's the line, sometimes I'm the king, sometimes I'm daddy. I hated that line. Well, that is quite sexy, that. though. Did you like it when horrible mustachioed, tired-looking Adam Sandler said <laughs> he was called Daddy? What is it? Every time he gets a mustache, he looks so tired. <laughs> he looks so tired. But you said he looked the tiredest in the do-over. He doesn't have a mustache in that. Does he not? Just have stubble. Uh, how did you feel about <laughs> the reference to how Gemma Arterton played a attractive woman who turns out to be a killer robot who has guns in her boobs? And she says, oh yeah, sex machina. I hated this, right. Because I hate in films where they talk about films that exist in that universe and they always sound fake and shit and they don't sound real. Sex Machina, that's crap. That's the porn parody of Ex Machina. That isn't a film that would be yeah. on in the cinema. Exactly, yeah. So they're basically um, saying that she's Alicia Vikander and then and then she's a killer by the end of the film. That's not very nice. Why is she a killer? Why doesn't she just fucking not kill people? Yeah, I don't know. Something about money, I guess, I think it is. I don't know. I feel like this plot is really... I bet there's loads of holes you can poke at it. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I don't have the time. God, there's so few notes. There's so few. I barely remember this film. I've got two lines. Awkward, unfunny sex moment with Gemma Arterton. Oh no, a breakup. There's no sense of urgency in this film. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's the police around the corner and Nick Spitz just waddles off into the fucking distance. Yeah, and they just go, like, they walk through a market and one of them is Jennifer Aniston. Surely she would be recognisable, wouldn't she? Yeah. That's that woman from Friends. (laughs) Wait, isn't that Happy Gilmore with a fucking (laughs) moustache looking really, really tired? Is that the guy from the duo? He looks like he hasn't slept in weeks. (laughs) It is bad, though, because they're so famous for that short period and they just, like, go waltzing through all these streets and they're not really hiding and it it is quite annoying, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like there were so many red herrings in this, like, maybe too many. Yeah. There wasn't anyone when you were like, there's no chance it's going to be that guy. In some of these murder films, you're always a bit like, oh, it can't be this one, but they kind of make you think it could be every single one of them. And then because of all the references to murder on the Orient Express, and obviously that's what the twist is in that, you're kind of thinking, oh, it's probably just going to be all of them. Yeah. You know what would have been a good twist if it was none of them? It was Nick Spitz all along. It was Nick Spitz. That would have been pretty fucking good if it was Nick Spitz, this obviously... Because he's obviously fucking horrible and insane. Like, he's a really tight, nasty, jealous, stupid, moronic idiot who can't do his job and lies to everyone he knows. So why not make him the fucking villain? That's why he's always eating the food, yeah? So that everyone else gets a false sense of, like, comfort. And then they all eat the food and he's poisoned it with matey. He's put matey (laughs) in the food, so they all die. (laughs) Matey's famously (laughs) non-toxic! Famously. It's like you don't even know, matey. It's not to be eaten, though, is it? I don't. I think it says on the bottle, do not ingest. But it's yeah, made so for there like you go. little three-year-olds, isn't it? Yeah, but mixed in with, like, prawns and stuff, it's not going to be good in. for you. <laughs> Does anyone else think that these prawns taste a little bit like matey? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Should we just... So um... <laughs> 
It is really hot. No, let's talk more about Matey. I feel like I'm in Hawaii or something. Strong is the brand new single from Joe Tyrone, produced by Mike Shinoda of Lincoln Park, streaming everywhere now. I'm not always gonna be as strong as I am. Um, should we go on to our sound scale? Yeah, please. How did you do on your Sandler scale this week? Shit. Very shit. Uh, I didn't get a line. The ones I got was I got outdated reference. There's a bit when he goes, like, my name's Charles Cavendish, and he says, my name is Maurice. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. From, like, a, that song. Mm-hmm. My housemate I was watching was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> Didn't make any sense. What is that song? Joker. The I'm a Joker. Steve Miller band. A, yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, that is outdated reference. Big shorts, he wears them endlessly. Fantastic. Uh, 70s or 80s songs plays. Uh, Shoots a Thrill. Shoots a Thrill, yeah, that was definitely there. A hit in face, Gemma Artisan was hit mm-hmm. in the face with a big plate. Yeah, frisbee like Captain America, really good. <laughs> I didn't get poo. Yeah, I've I? heard actually. You haven't. You've been struggling a bit, haven't you? I have been struggling. It's this heat, man. It's this heat. <laughs> yeah, don't um, worry, it won't last long. We're in England. Oh god, I can't wait. By the time this episode comes out, it'll probably be raining. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait. Crossed eyes. Don't remember seeing that. Tim Meadows. I didn't get. Uh, unfortunately, he'd have been mm-hmm. great. Yeah, this film has no one that we really see in these films, except Jennifer Anderson, Adam Sandler, and Alan Covert for two seconds. Jackie Sandler. And the kids. They're on the Where bus, are the kids? aren't they? Uh, Alan Covert's kids on the bus that are saying, Dad, can we go now? And he's like, I fucking hate you, or something like that. Classic. Fast food I didn't get. Mm. No, because it's all like five-star cuisine. Yeah. It's all a man who would have eaten fast food, probably saying, oh my God, this is better than fast food, <laughs> but eating like really expensive shrimp. Man in dress, I didn't get that either. So, yeah, shit, didn't get a line. What about you? It's so sad because all of those things are things that would have made this slightly funnier. Yeah. Like, he had to, like, disguise himself. You know, like, poo. just yeah, he steps in poo while he's disguising himself while eating a hot dog. While putting matey on all the food. <laughs> he eats matey and then he shits himself. <laughs> Imagine if that's his character quirk. He's this Inspector Cluso detective, <laughs> but all he does is keep drinking matey. Out of a brown paper bag and then yeah. it falls over and it's revealed. Okay, I've got it. I know who I want the detective to be. I want him to be the guy from Benchwarmers. Nick Swanson's character. <laughs> so he's fighting like a fear of the sun whilst also trying to solve a murder. Yeah. And drinking like matey and sun It'd be cream. such a good <laughs> twist on it because they always have a problem, don't they? The detectives, they're usually like alcoholics <laughs> or they're going through a divorce. But he's just that he's scared of the sun. Yeah, like Monk, he's scared. He's agoraphobic as well. He'd be like Monk, but like way worse. I'd like that film. Yeah, it would be funny. I got a bingo an hour and 15 minutes in. Flashback, the murder reveal. Like, I think that must have been when it happened. Hour and 15, I think that was the last one I got. Good acting I ticked. And I just put Jennifer Aniston, but I don't know if she's particularly... What are you talking about? I just like her. I find her always likeable, which I think is more than you can say for quite a lot of the people in this. But I would maybe give that to Terrence Stamp instead. I'd give it to Luke Evans as well. He's killing it even though he has nothing I think this is the worst I've ever seen him he's great in it and Gemma Arterton no she's not good in this she's terrible she's good in this she's fine with what she has (laughs) no she's really bad that bit when when they're having sex that bit when they're having sex and she keeps on saying her name is just horrible like it's really bad it's not funny the script that's the script not the performance I think do you know what we were quite excited to see British people in this film I think we were saying it in the intro but I think they're so it's so jarring seeing 
British people in mm. American films and they turn it up to 11 that everyone's suddenly like, oh, should we have some salad? But on the deck of the yacht, really over the top British that it makes them all really shit. I think it's a comedy thing. I don't know. I had weird tonal shift. They become murder suspects and it becomes strangely serious. Mm. That interview bit when, when he's like, I'm taking your passports away and you'll be detained and all of this stuff. It's supposed to be like a bit of like a rom com type funny film at the start and then all of a sudden it, it takes a bit of a weird tone and that French so they, guy where he's not doing comedy acting I was sort of like this is like a really shoddily made noir film all of a sudden they're so in they like a really dark room they lose their passports but then somehow they go to like three other countries yeah it how make sense, they're so it? stupid as well how the fuck do they get away with all this I don't know to be fair though I got a coach from France to Italy I don't think our passports got checked what? Until really? until maybe we got off the coach. So but what? You, you could probably go out the window or something. You're saying Adam Sandler, the man with the subtlety of a brick. He's on a coach. <laughs> climbed, climbed out of a window of a coach and slipped <laughs> really away. Really thin window as well. Maybe he hid in the uh, in the luggage. <laughs> See, the this would have been funny. You get Nick Swanson hiding in the luggage truck. He's in, like a, uh, he's in like a trombone case. He's hiding <laughs> with the orchestra. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah, not a fan. <laughs> or he like farts and it makes like a trumpet sound because he's in all the instrument cases. But all the bubbles come out because he's been eating me. <laughs> yeah, anytime you see him coming, there's bubbles flying around. <laughs> really suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> I also ticked misogyny because Sandler yeah. suggests doing an indecent proposal with Luke Evans that he's going to let him sleep with Jennifer Aniston for money. I thought that was a yeah. bit seedy. So ones I didn't tick, Kevin Nealon also would have been good. I think this would've is one of the great. few films that would have benefited from having all of the Happy Madison guys in it. Definitely. I'd rather have them been all the suspects. Imagine like <laughs> David Spade being like a little heir to like a little Richie Rich character, but he's like old. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah, he'd be like, I didn't do it. I never killed anybody. And he's like waving his hands around, being really like if you it, and then you're like kills a butterfly. <laughs> like, well, I've never killed anyone again. He's <laughs> <laughs> one of his entourage this time. He accidentally pushes John Lovitz off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps accidentally killing more and more people. That'd be brilliant. So yeah, we could have really made this good. Sand the sings, we didn't have that. Also yeah. could have been good. No gibberish, very rare. It's usually when you put that down, it's a given. Urine. I don't think there was any urine in this that I can He's think of. Mad. This film is not a comedy. That's why me and you are instinctively going to do a Make My Madison yeah. on off the cuff. Mm -hmm. Because this isn't a comedy. This is a, a really shit drama film that they've just shoehorned in really lazy jokes into free food jokes that's yeah. about it and i didn't take surprise cameo but now thinking about it i guess terence stamp kind of was a cameo yeah he didn't really... could have ticked that one i think but it's like it would... fourth building the cast <laughs> i know it's ridiculous but it wouldn't have helped anyway i'd say i think that this sandler scale has helped us the most like to kind of prove that this isn't really a top-notch adam sandler outing is it no missing a lot of our usual ingredients that make these films into classics and yet he somehow had the best car chase scene motion <laughs> picture. All right, so Luke, if you can stop thinking about that chasing for one minute, murder mystery, are you going to take the passport off this film and leave it stranded in the Sandler pit? Or are you going to somehow, despite being a massive bumbling fucking idiot, solve a really, really contrived murder plot that earns you a place inside the Sandler castle? What You're are you doing? About me the film. <laughs> Bumbling idiot. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to put it in either. Uh, I don't think it's really pit worthy. It's not castle worthy. I guess it's 
going in the castle. It's fine. It's not awful. It's watchable. Mm. It has a good, really, really fucking good car chase sequence. <laughs> the caster in it, things happen. It's fine. It's not even offensive. So I mean, it's nothing. You can't be angry at this film. It doesn't do anything bad. Mm. It doesn't do anything massively good either, but it's interesting and short enough to pretty much hold my attention ish for an hour and a half and it's yeah whatever if we put it in the castle it's the worst in the castle if we put it in the pit it's probably one of the better ones in the pit i think i'm gonna go castle what about you uh i just feel like it's such a nothing film mm. but we've really really made it difficult for ourselves because we have put some real shit in the castle punch drawing love for example this <laughs> no, oh, what are you talking about <laughs> No, but like in the castle, we've put the. I think our bottom layer is like the hot chick and <laughs> ridiculous six. Like, there's some real stupid crap stuff in there. But it's been weeks since we watched those films, and I can remember a few of the reasons why we put those films in there. I can also remember a few reasons why we wouldn't put those films in there. But like with this, I can't think of any reason to make any decision with this film other than to just like leave it outside and hope it just like just leaves slowly wilts away. Because are we breaking our? Are we gonna <sighs> leave it outside? <laughs> no, do not put it anywhere. Do you put it in the Schneider Shack? <laughs> It's on fire. No, I don't know. Like, for me, there's really not enough to justify this film going anywhere. And I think that speaks volumes about it. And I don't know. It's not memorably bad, but it's not memorably good. And it's just not memorable in general. I wouldn't recommend anyone watches it other than if you're like some person that somehow managed to watch every good film ever. And this is all that's left. Like, it's not going to hurt you. But like, it didn't feel like a waste of an hour and 37 minutes. But it didn't feel like an hour and 37 minutes well spent. Like eating cucumber. It's, it's just nothing. It's, it's not the celery. Yeah, it's the celery of film. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm really stuck on it. I don't want to be the person that said that this deserves to go in the good side of something, but I don't want to say that it's bad. Like, this is yin and yang personified in a film. God. This is the balance. This is the balance of all things. Make a decision now. Pit. So I'm going to say... we disagreed. I'm going to say Pit. Well, we've never disagreed. I don't think we've ever laid out what we do if we disagree. It gets split in half. Have we never disagreed? We, we have, but we've come to, like, a compromise. I'm not compromising this. I ain't going to the fucking pit. <laughs> Do you not just think it's a bit shit though? It's a bit shit, but it's You've seen it twice and both times you've not remembered it. I've not remembered who the villain is in both (laughs) times. Even now can you remember? Alright. Luke Evans, Uh... was it? (laughs) <laughs> I want to say it was Luke Evans Look, we've got Luke Evans in a film, yeah He managed to elevate the live-action version of Beauty and the Beast He managed to make that, like, okay with his villain That was quite funny He is there in... Was he Fast Five of the Fast and Furious films? Or Fast Six? Fast Six Fast Six Which I think is one of the weaker, later ones But he manages to make it good And he's also good in the one when they bring him back And they do that little fight on the airplane Like, he makes films good But in this, he doesn't do anything it still stays forgettable and he's not playing like a charming villain or anything. He's just playing a guy that's just there and hates his dad and he's on a boat. He hasn't, he, well, whoever it is. He hasn't, <laughs> he hasn't, exactly. He hasn't made it better. Terrence Stamp is wasted. He just gets killed after being a bit of a dick for five minutes. They have the man who, who wrote the child's book, Gangster Granny, in this film and they don't do anything with him. <laughs> David Williams. They've got a, a Britain's Got Talent judge in this film and all he does is get killed on a typewriter while he was probably writing another children's book. <laughs> Rubbish. All they right. have okay. so many options. They have the the Grand Prix in this and we don't even see like some sort of comedic moment there where Adam Sandler's foot gets run over or something. Like okay, It's here. all so wasted. 
here's my compromise for you. Put it in the pit. It dies in there. But every night, you suddenly, if you're in the castle at the perfect witching hour, you put an ear to the window and you can hear <laughs> as you hear a fantastic car chase sequence happening within the castle itself because that scene will remain in my mind forever. I kind of like die. that. Where I used to live at night, sometimes I'd struggle to get to sleep, but I could gently hear the whirring of the M25 in the wind. <laughs> And it was quite relaxing in a weird way. So, <laughs> for nostalgia's sake, I'm happy to do that. <laughs> I'm happy to be able to hear the cars in the distance. Very good. Okay, so we've put the film in the pit. I don't think we're going to regret that. We've put the film in the pit, but the car chase sequence exists as some sort of ghost. <laughs> you can That's hear it in the distance when you can't sleep. It. When you can't sleep and you feel restless that's there to comfort you that is the fucking stupidest <laughs> right do you want a little saddler game yeah, yeah is it gonna be fun is it something oh, fun no, i need fun no. no it's not fun so i think it was in the last episode you did posters right description the poster posters. boy yeah something that we see every week but we don't really focus on i was thinking of other elements of these films that we see but we don't talk about which i think is taglines so I have 12 taglines for you. I want you to tell me the film. Very You're going to tell me right now. That's fucking easy. I don't know. I don't know. Some of them are mad. Now, this game is actually called Tagline Antonyms. I have taken every noun, adjective and verb from these <laughs> taglines and turned it to its direct opposite or something close to its opposite. So it still makes logical sense as a sentence. But obviously the connective words like as and and I've not changed. So it should read similar. But yeah, that's it. So it's a tagline. You tag should line. go to the doctors. I think you have got these <laughs> Right. So I'm going to say the first one. I want you to tell me what the actual tagline is and what film it's from. You get All a point right. for each. Okay. okay. Most girls don't need a lot of normal space to immature. That is grown-ups. It is grown-ups. Well done. What's the grown-ups tagline? Most guys... Remember, I've antonyms of all the words. What, <laughs> so what most, did you say it was, sir? Most girls don't need a lot of normal space to immature. Some guys take a little longer to mature, was it? Ah, uh, some guys need a little extra time to mature. Ah. I did the antonym of, of time with space. It's not its antonym, but it's whatever. Time and space. <laughs> this guy likes Doctor Who. I'm going to give you both. Okay. Non-existent good ain't hard. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of non-existent is just existing, isn't it? Yeah. What's the word for existing? Being. Being. Good. And then this was, was this good? Yeah. Being bad. Close. It's worse than Evil. Bad. Yeah. Ain is the same. Is. And then hard. It's the opposite of hard. Easy. Easy. Well done. Being so evil being, is easy. Being a evil ain't easy. Little Nicky. Yes. Yeah. You got both of them. Well done. <laughs> Immediately, I don't need a boy to send the boy. <laughs> Immediately. What, like later? I don't know. Not later. So think of the film. Recently. I don't, need, I don't need a boy to send the boy. I need... I require... I need a what? Is it I need a boy or I don't need, did you say? I don't need a boy. What would be the opposite of I don't need a boy? I do require a girl. <laughs> I need a girl, you freak. <laughs> I need a girl. You need a girl. No, you do. Okay. To send, <laughs> to send the boy. To send? Receive? What's the, What's the word for receive? Get. Get. Yeah? The, the boy. The girl. So, do you want to tell you the tagline? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you need a girl to get the girl. Ah, uh, that's got to be like, just go with it. 
that's just Gary that's Phillip a fake wife film see here's it how easy would this game have been if it was just the tagline yeah yeah the taglines are brilliantly written to be fair aren't they do drop the adults do drop the adults don't pick up the kids Okay. Very close, but instead of pick up, it's bring. Don't bring the kids. Oh, don't bring the kids. Is that the tagline too? Oh, it's we've spoken one. about that one lately. Yeah. I think maybe oh. the last episode. It's not Zookeeper, is it? It's not Zookeeper. No, don't bring the kids. So is it one that looks like a kid's film, but isn't? Oh, yeah. yeah. Eight Crazy Nights. No. <laughs> oh. I'll give you a clue. It's really shit and boring. <laughs> Murder mystery. Um, <laughs> really shit and boring. Don't bring the kids. Shakes the Clown. Shakes the Clown, well done. I was going to say Bucky Larson, but I don't think anyone was going to bring the kids to watch Bucky Larson, were they? (laughs) Okay, this one's really hard, really stupid, and most of these words aren't even antonyms. I don't know what went on in my head. The coldest rooster out of the farm didn't just stagnate minds with the unluckiest winner out of the void. (laughs) That's a proper fucking long one, isn't it? (laughs) This is almost a poem. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say again, the coldest rooster out of the farm didn't just stagnate minds with the unluckiest winner out of the void. Well, that's like the hottest chick (laughs) has swapped bodies with the biggest gimp or whatever, the biggest loser of them all. Yeah, the hottest chick in town just switched bodies with the luckiest loser in the world. Great. Um, What's the film? Click. No, that's the hot chick. It's got to yeah, be. it's the hot chick. I'm going to give you two points, though, because you pretty much got the tagline verbatim. So, well done. Okay. What if I didn't have a restricted close that freed my absence? <laughs> what if you had a control <laughs> that could change everything? <laughs> close. What if you had a universal remote that controlled your universe? What, what film is that from? It's Click. Click on two points. Well, I reckon we should rewatch Click. I think I reckon so. We'd love really it good. I know, it's really good. Okay. He is shy, he is subtle, and best of all, he is leaving. It's <laughs> a Shakira song, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he's loud, he's over the top. What's the opposite of he? She, oh, God. Have we seen any that have a woman as the lead? Is that like the wrong Missy or something? <laughs> That'd be a good one to add, isn't it? She's. The opposite is shy. She's overbearing. She's a nuisance. And she's here. She's coming. <laughs> That's Jack and Jill, isn't it? It's Jack and Jill. Yeah, well done. The actual one is she isn't shy. She isn't subtle. And worst of all, she isn't leaving. So I just swapped right. it. I didn't even really. Not I, really I, that doesn't really paint the concept. Too, I? So yeah, much. Yeah. yeah. But I thought if I put he is and then overbearing, that's. that's saying the same as she isn't shy. Mm. So I wanted to get the yeah. meaning. Okay. The past of our void is at forfeit. <laughs> isn't that what Brian Blessed says in uh, <laughs> Flash? <laughs> the past of our void is at forfeit! <laughs> the best of our void is at forfeit. The past, the past of our void is at forfeit. The future of our world is at stake. Yes! It's got to be pixels, has it? No, man. It's not pixels. I'll give you a clue. Stake. Is it something about a chef? Is it Spanglish? It's not Spanglish, man. <laughs> Listen to me carefully, man. Steak. Steak. Little, little Nicky, again. No, no. Little oh, Nicky. Hotel Transylvania. Steak, yes, steak. <laughs> Hotel Transylvania 2, to be precise. There's never any steaks, actually, in yeah, these films, though, is there's there? There's no steaks in that film. The future Great. of their world is at stake. I think they just wanted the word steak. That would have been good if it was like a picture of Frankenstein just eating a huge monster steak. <laughs> that would be a good poster. The next one. Do let the modest undress reveal me. Sounds a bit bad, that, doesn't it? So don't let 
the was it modest? Modest, yeah. What's the opposite of modest? I don't really know what modest even means when I think about it. <laughs> it's like you don't mind someone complimenting you, isn't it? Yeah, mo- modest. If you're describing someone's dress as being modest, if they're wearing like plain clothes, what would be the opposite of that? Outlandish. Well, it's our go-to word, isn't it? Outlandish, I think. It's not, it's not outlandish, but, but around that. Vibrant. Vibrant. <laughs> do, <laughs> do let the vibrant. Don't let the vibrant undress. What's undress? Dress. Dress. Reveal me. Hide you. <laughs> Close. Is don't let the fancy clothes fool you. Oh God, when does he ever wear fancy clothes? What, Zohan? <laughs> it's not Zohan. It's, I think it's, uh, it's taking the piss out of him because he's not dressed in fancy clothes on the post. Mr. Deeds. It's Mr. Deeds, yeah. Well done. Wow. Uh, no points, though, because you said Zohan. Okay. The immediate truce beyond decent and unpleasant. The legendary. I'm going to go legendary instead of immediate. It's old. The historic. Truce. What's the opposite of truce? War. <laughs> the historic war? Beyond. Between. Oh, beyond. Between. Between. Yeah, that's the opposite of beyond is between. <laughs> the, op- the historic war between decent and unpleasant. Indecent and horrible. You think the opposite of unpleasant is horrible. <laughs> oh, unpleasant. Um, pleasant. Nice. So the historic war between <laughs> between un- indecent and pleasant. <laughs> what film is that from, man? <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> it's almost definitely got to be anger management. No, it's not. <laughs> right, I'll tell you what the original tagline is. You'll go from this. The ultimate battle between naughty and nice. Oh, that's Christmas, isn't it? That's got, yeah. Is that Eight Crazy Nights? It's Eight Crazy Nights, yeah. Okay, this one. An Amazon Prime unoriginal strip. <laughs> so what, a Netflix original movie? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this one, I went on IMDb. It doesn't have a tagline, except have for this. One. This is it. This is the only oh. thing they've got. Well, I know the do-over definitely had one. They had one that was like, what if you could have a second chance? <laughs> um... Sandy Wexler doesn't seem like a film that would have a tagline. Yeah. Oh, maybe I gave it away whilst you're still deliberating. No, I was gonna. I was gonna definitely go with it because Hubie's got to have one, hasn't it? It's got to. Yes. Here comes some spooks here and the bloody there. In the last one, let out the expected. Let out the expected. Yeah. What's the opposite of let out? Like, keep in. Yeah. Let Let's in. hold. <laughs> Let in. Okay, what's the opposite of unexpected? What's the opposite of unexpected? What's the opposite of expected? Unexpected. Let in the unexpected. Yeah, what's the tagline from? Maybe Hubie Halloween, I don't know. You think that's the fucking Hubie Halloween? No, he doesn't let in the expected. Let in the unexpected. Hotel Transylvania 1, probably. That's what I'm going to go with, because I don't know. It's not. It's rain over me. (laughs) What the fuck? That's almost as bad as Every Family Has a Hero from fucking Spanglish. I know, I nearly did Every Family Has a Hero, but I think we spoke about that one at length. So out of a possible 24, do you know how many you got? I reckon about 14, maybe. Oh my God, you got exactly 14. Well done. Oh. Congratulations. Not bad. More than half then. (laughs) But yeah, that's the first time I've I've actually spent time on a game in ages. I think that was a good game, but it kind of shows your mental state at the moment. It's got a bit of that... (laughs) Some strokiness about it. Yeah, Good yeah. though, enjoyable, much more enjoyable than the film Murder Mystery, which is currently now residing in the Sandler pit. But with a ghost. The ghostly whirrings of a, uh, <laughs> of a car passing by. 
in the castle. That is so stupid. So, Luke, what are we going to watch next week? Next week, we're going to watch the film Top 5. Top what is five. Top 5? Don't know. It's a Chris Rock film that came out 2014? a of time ago. It came out when? 2014. 2014. It has reviews that are quite good. Yeah. yeah it's Maybe this would be good. I, don't I think know. it could be fun. Is Adam Sandler in this? Adam Sandler is in it, I think, as a cameo. Playing himself or something. Yeah. Come back next week. We're going to be <laughs> wading ankle deep in the rock pool to check out top five. But will top five <laughs> make it into the top five best films in the Sandler Castle? Find out next week. So, how can people get in touch with us, Luke? People can find us by going to at the Sandler Pit on Twitter and Instagram, or they can also search the Sandler Pit on Facebook, where we post once a year, or they can email us thesandlerpit at gmail.com. Thank you to Joe Tyrone for doing all his lovely music. A big thank you to Luke Thomas for his artwork. Lovely stuff. So yeah, thank you. And thank you very much to Luke Terry for his editing of all these episodes and trailers. This one's going to be a really fun one because we've both got fucking heat stroke. <laughs> so thank you for listening. Come back next week to talk about Top 5. Until then, it's been a very happy Sandler Bye from me and a very happy Sandler Bye from him. What the... Are you kidding me? Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, go, go. Vroom, vroom. <laughs>